0: Welcome to the Total Car Score podcast, bringing you the world of cars from inside the car. And now your hosts, Carl Brouwer, Lauren Fix, and Javier Mota.
2: Well, here we are back uh, our in our former way of doing the podcast through the computers, through phones. Carl, I miss you. I haven't seen you in like two weeks. It's, it seems like a long time. I saw you in Pebble Beach and then I haven't seen you. Then I saw Lauren for a couple ne- next two weeks. But uh, Carl, you've been missing in action.
1: Where are you? I know. And we keep just missing. It's not like we're we're far far apart. We're actually, I mean, I'm seeing. I'm coming into press events, seeing your name on the same list, but we're not on the same wave. So missing
2: each other. <laughs> Lauren, I saw you a couple of days ago in Austin. Yesterday. Across. <laughs> we had yeah, yesterday. dinner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, so the Labor Day weekend is coming. It's one of the busiest um, weekends for car shopping, even though the circumstances this year are very, very weird with all the shortages and like low inventories and all that. And I saw Carl's story on Forbes. I'm going to like, we're going to, well, he's going to talk much more about it. But before uh, we go to that, let me reveal some of my insecurities, I guess, because. No, oh, (laughs) gosh. When I when, when we cover cars, I mean like we're doing like these stories and all that, you try to help people, but then sometimes like I question myself, okay, am I really helping people? And I remember a couple of years ago I applied to the Knight Reader Fellowship at the University of Michigan and I fill up the, the application and like all that and like they they ask you to, to make your case, right? So I I've been coming cars for like 20 years, this and that. And then I go and see the candidates for for the fellowship. <laughs> One of them is like a human rights investigating reporter in like Kenya or like a woman, like equality rights in India. So, like, wow, I was just, I just drove a Rolls Royce. Um, cooling down on the snow in Wyoming. <laughs> does, that yeah. for, does that help humanity in any way? <laughs> no. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, Carl, you wrote a really insightful story this week on force, right? Like about saving money, which is important for a lot of people.
1: Well, yeah, and, and I feel really fortunate because I've, I'm working at the ICCars.com. I'm helping them as a, their executive analyst. They've got a really cal- talented, capable data team punches way above its weight, you see, you see the size of the team over there and yet what they're able to do with the, the resources they've got and the data they've got. So they're always coming out with really cool consumer friendly consumer helpful stories. Well, this one was like, you know, one of the best ones yet that we've done, which is the fact that all these lease agreements that were crafted three years ago had a predicted residual value on the cars three years in the future and that's what a lease is as most people probably know you know you, you you lease a car for 30,000 and somewhere 3 years in the future you give it back to the to the manufacturer and it's going to have lost some amount of that 30,000 and they try to predict what that's going to be but of course they're always predicting. They don't really know. And yeah. you're supposed to pay the difference. That's essentially what a lease is. You're basically paying for the depreciation of the car you're leasing. That's really all a lease is.
2: And nobody knew about COVID back then, right? <laughs>
1: right. And for some reason in 2018, when they were doing those leases, they weren't thinking, well, you know, when the... Uh, pandemic hits combined with the microchip shortage in 2020 that's going to really screw up for some reason they weren't thinking about that in 2018 when they were writing these leases so what you ended up with you know again i'm just going to make these numbers up but if you rent if you leased a thirty thousand dollar car three years ago and the predicted value in in three years was twenty thousand then you would have paid ten thousand dollars over the course of your 36 month lease if the actual value of that car is say thirty percent higher which a lot of cars are, a lot of cars have gone up 30% in value in the last year. So that $20,000 predicted value could be like 26,500 now. So think about the fact that you leased a car at 30, you should have paid for $10,000 worth of depreciation, but now the car is worth 26,500. But your buyout price in the lease agreement says $20,000 at the end of the lease. So you buy the car off the manufacturer. A lot of people know that at the end of the lease, they can turn the car in or they can buy it. Most people turn the car in and move on to the next vehicle. But if you bought that car for the agreed price from three years earlier for $20,000, you could immediately turn it over into the you know, free market for twenty six five and walk away with $6,500. Or your $10,000 payments that you made for over three years, you get back 6500 of them. So think about that for a sec. Three, you got to pay sales tax
0: in some states, too. That's important to note that you may have to register yeah. that vehicle. Yeah. And, and, and the other some-
2: thing... Yeah, oh sorry Carl uh, for interruption but uh, the other thing is that a lot of people well I I get I guess every and nobody really reads the whole contract like that's the two lies that we all agree when we sign a contract did you read and understand everything in this contract and we say, sign yes yes of course nobody does nobody so <laughs> exactly. exactly. reads it yeah i i bet there must be like some fine print down there in in page 48 and line 3c dash twenty nine no. whatever that there's like some clause that the manufacturers might be protected by then, no
1: so not typically no typically the part of the oh. contract, the way these contracts are written is you get to buy it out that's the whole point you're you're agreeing to pay for the depreciation of the car and to buy it out, but you raise a good point because my understanding is, and I have not verified this, but it's totally believable is that at least one company out there, none of you are going to be surprised, has decided they're not letting anyone buy their cars out of the lease. Yeah. At the end of the lease. And that company would be Tesla. Surprise, surprise. The the unconventional. He wants to
0: control it, Yeah. Yeah. And, exactly. and and
1: what is he saying? Why are they telling all their uh, leaser their lease customers that they can't buy the cars? Well, we're studying these cars for our uh, to help us with uh, <laughs> autonomous driving. <laughs> to Help us figure out our autonomous driving. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the cars have a thirty percent premium over what you would have otherwise had to sell them to your customers for, and you want the thirty percent premium. You don't want your customers to get it, and all so exactly. 30, Apparently, if you've got a a Tesla, you do not have the option to buy back. I'd be very curious to see how theirs is written. And maybe they did exactly what you said, Javier. And they wrote in some kind of clause that says, here's the buyback price. Unless we decide we want it back and then you can't buy it back. And they're now exercising Mm -hmm. that. But most leases are not like that. Most leases, you have it. Now, the other thing to remember is. A lot of people who have a leased vehicle coming up, whether it's two months or, or six months from now, have been getting pinged by the dealer. They're getting emails and phone calls. Bring your car in now and we'll give you $4,000 and help you put that toward a new car. And, <laughs> as, I had to, and as I had to say in my uh, article on Forbes, believe it or not, this is going to be a news flash to a lot of people. Dealers don't do things out of the goodness of their heart. No. So if they're offering you four grand to bring the car in early, that's because you know the market value is six, eight, ten thousand dollars above what the buyout price is, and they want that car back so they can flip it for the profit.
2: Exactly. Uh, let, exactly. Me, let me exactly. Let me bring in a, a little bit of information that I got this week from uh, Wallet Hub. I, I'm sure you know this website is a, a personal finance website. They say this weekend. 87 million Americans are planning to at least take a look at new car and all that. So like, again, the busiest weekend for car shopping and all that. And they said to that point that you were mentioning, Carl, the, the dealerships or basically all the manufacturers, because like consumers associate the dealership to the manufacturers, even though they're independent, but uh, there's a huge lack of transparency in the leasing offers. Mm -hmm. And the wallet hub has given an average 4.6 out of 10 to the whole industry on on transparency, (laughs) on contract.
1: Yeah, no, it's, you know, believe it or not, the contracts that were not written by the consumers, but written by dealers and manufacturers, Aren't necessarily lawyers. written. With, yeah. And their lawyers aren't necessarily written with the consumer's best interest in mind. It's a shock. I know. But just just take take the <laughs> word for it. So you've really got to understand your options and your rights in a circumstance like this, because there is substantial money. I mean, our study at IC cars suggests that the average three year old car is, again, worth 30 plus percent more than it would have been a year ago. And that average works out to $7,000 on average that a car is worth more than what it was predicted to be worth this year, if it's a three-year-old car. And that's the average. Uh, Camaros and and Chargers, $12,000. Ford Expeditions, $15,800, almost $16,000. If you have a lease right now on a 2018 Ford Expedition, it's very likely that the buyout price is approximately $15,800 below the market value on the car. Wow. So you could buy it and sell it for fifteen eight. dollars Now, don't forget something else too. Cars are expensive right now. Why are why is this whole po- thing possible? Because the market for used cars is crazy and they're way high priced. If you turn in your used uh, car, you have to go back out and buy a car in this environment. Over
0: so, ask it, Over window sticker typically.
1: Yeah. And you're going to pay more, whether it's new or used, you're going to pay more and you're going to have trouble finding the car you want. If you buy it and flip it, Unless you've got another vehicle, you have to go out and buy. So there's the option to buy the car and flip it for money. But if you don't have another car sitting around, you still have to go buy a car in this environment. It might be smart to buy it and not think in terms of, I'm going to buy this car at $20,000 and flip it for $26,500. Instead, maybe you should think, I'm going to buy this car for $20,000 and keep driving it instead of going out and buying an equivalent car for $6,500 more than I would have otherwise had to pay for it. So whether you keep the car at the end of your lease After you buy it or you flip the car at the end of your lease after you buy it, you should probably buy the car uh, coming up on your lease end if it's if it's happening now. And by the way, this situation isn't changing next week or next month. If Mm -mm. you've got a a lease ending before like February of 2022, the next six, give or or take months, you should probably buy it and not turn in the car.
2: That's That's all right. Yeah, Lauren, you're like a very experienced uh, car shopper, and you just bought one uh, recently. Uh, we won't say what it is or what what's what we'll pay for it. I say it's a
0: sports car, but you know what? I actually talk about that. I do a segment every Friday uh, on what's going on, and I talk about how to buy a used sports car, because in some cases, if you're looking at like a new Corvette, you can't get them. So people are yep, looking car. at the 2019 Corvettes, the previous generation, the front-engine vehicles and they're going for as high as 40% over what they should be going for. So when you go online, you go to places like IC cars or whatever, and you think, Oh, I'm going to get a value on a car. And then you find out that, wait a minute, you know, this doesn't make any sense. Yes. And the reason for that is because there's a chip shortage that is not going to end. And just to give like a, a quick little rundown for everyone just to understand these microchips, like there's more than one, even in a key fob. So some manufacturers are giving you like Honda will give you one key fob and mail you the other one when they can. Uh, General Motors is stopping start, stop technology. Uh, and so people are starting to realize, well, what if I want Wi-Fi in my car? Well, it's optional. So normally it would be standard, but they'll give you a credit because yeah, they know totally. that you can't get chips. So real quick. So let you know. So this week while we're talking, there are three major car or chip manufacturers for all kinds of things. One of them just sold to China. It's a Korean company called Mega Chip for one point five billion dollars. So now China owns two thirds of all the chip manufacturers. Yeah, that's that's,
1: that's really good, scary. Because I want China to own as much stuff as possible
2: on the planet. So. <laughs> so yeah, we well, need got I'm it. We really need. Yeah. So no, but my my idea, Lauren, was like. In a couple of minutes, so let's say you will give an advice to someone who is going to, who has the, the idea of going to a dealership this weekend. What should they do? What should they ask? How can they fight dealerships? Because that's, that's what it is. It's a fight right now.
0: Oh, absolutely. If you're looking at a new car, they're going to put, a, you'll see it on the window sticker. It'll say ADM, Additional Dealer Markup. Translated <laughs> as Pure Profit. <laughs> Yeah. No profit. They're not giving you anything for it. They're saying, we've got this car. If you want it, this is the price. I highly recommend if you find something that you do want, just order it. And there should never be a DM. And I will tell you, I have a truck on order. It's going to be a while. I know someone's got a truck on order since March. Uh, I'm I'm not holding my breath. I figure whenever it shows up, it does. But they know once that vehicle shows up, you're you might trade something in. So if you do have a trade-in, get the number, don't agree to it. And like what Carl said, find out what that number is, especially if you're ending the lease, you might be able to buy it and then turn around and sell it yourself and make the profit. Or if your buyout on your lease says it's $10,000 for argument's sake, you might say, I'm not going to sell it. I'm not going to turn it in. But if you want to give me an extra five grand and they may say yes and write you a check for $5,000.
1: Yeah. And they'll turn around and sell it
0: and make more profit.
1: Yeah, You don't have to buy the car to get the advantage. You could say to them, Well, this this thirty thousand dollar car I bought, I leased three years ago. It's now supposed to be twenty thousand for my buyout, but we all know the market's twenty six five. If you guys want to give me twenty four, uh, I'll take the four grand and uh, walk away, and you'll have a car to sell for twenty six five or more if you can uh, promote it properly. And then you don't even have to deal with the extra taxes that we talked about and the registration and all that kind of stuff. So I, you know, basically, as a consumer with a lease coming up, do what the dealers are doing all the time. Work the deal. Work yeah. the deal. <laughs> Don't just be do the, the- homework. Yeah. Do your mm-hmm. homework. Knowledge is power. And don't just walk in there like, you know, a good citizen, you know, following your following orders and stuff. You know, yes, I'm supposed to turn in my car. Here is my car. Thank you very much. No, May I have no. another, sir? Don't do that.
0: Walk, <laughs> in there
1: walk in there and say, you know, I'm thinking I'm going to buy this car and watch them go. Whoa, no, 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 no. You should just turn it in. Nah, I think I'm going to buy, you know, it says 20 grand. I feel like that's a nice price. I'm going to buy. Yeah, because Unless you guys want to help me out somehow on this $20,000 right. purchase.
2: I'm listening. So cool yeah, yeah. because for once in i don't know in our lifetime maybe the, the the consumer the owner of the car the person who has the car has the power now not the dealership right, right? in this situation yeah.
1: well they have the power on that leased car of course all of us yeah. consumers have less power on the purchasing because the idea right. that that you used to be able to really negotiate hard on the car now you start showing any resistance the dealer can honestly and not just as a, as a sales tactic but honestly say you don't like it? Get out. There's 20 people in line behind you for this car.
0: Yeah, that's exactly right. the truth. Yeah, it's very interesting to watch this because just to give people an idea, last year we sold 17 million cars. We had projected that there was going to be about a draw for almost 18 million early in the year. We, it looks like, and I have I was talking to an internal at uh, Toyota, and they're telling me that they're number one in sales for the last month of August. They're just saying they're lucky they can do a million a month. That means you're looking at 13 million in sales. So supply is very short. Demand is very strong. So people are looking at certified pre-owned cars, which I prefer if you're going to go used. They're looking at used cars. You're thinking about extending their lease, which you can do, or they're talking about buying out their lease. So look at all of your options. Don't just assume that, oh, I either buy it or I trade it. in. no, you can extend your lease you can do all kinds of things. And like Carl was saying, you can negotiate with them. Say, hey, you know what? I know you want this car, but I'm thinking I'm going to keep it yeah. unless you can offer me something like no ADM. It means additional dealer markup. I'm going to say that a couple of times because people forget it. Don't charge me your extra profit margin on top of the price we negotiate.
2: Yeah. Well, I feel much better now that uh, we hopefully give some uh, useful information to the listeners and like maybe make some money for them too, right? You can
0: make money. I, I, I recently, I just got two vehicles off a lease and I said, you know, I was gonna turn them in. I said, I'm, I'm keeping them. And I turned around and sold one of them. I kept the other. But the thing is the profit margins are crazy and you can go to places like Bring a Trailer or P-Car Market or uh, you can use Craigslist or eBay. It's crazy. Look at anything, and you'll be shocked with the numbers on I mean, these vehicles are. they cra- People are nuts. They've got. They're just not patient.
2: Yeah. yeah, people want what they want now, and that's like the new uh, philosophy, I guess. Like with everything, not only cars, I guess.
0: True, that's true, and so we're going to
2: see this with phones, computers, gaming oh
0: consoles, God. everything.
2: I'm waiting and, for uh, the iMac, the new iMac to come out, and the new. Uh, uh, a power a power notebook from Apple, and I think they're going to be very delayed too. <laughs> yeah, well, it and looks or like ex- they're expensive. That.
1: Yeah, they're going to be expensive, and and as we've all heard, the old cliche, but it's new, it's true now more than ever. If you're trying to buy a car, haste makes waste. So if you have the, if you cannot sit sit on your hands a little bit and just be chill out a little and decide yeah, you're going to no. wait, or and the other thing I always tell people, alongside the old buying advice, is flexibility is your friend. So if you've got to have this year, make model and trim, and that's all you're buying, Mm -hmm. first, you got to see if you can even find it out there. And if you do, dealers going to have all the control on that deal. And yeah, you could order it like, uh, like Lauren says, but then you're going to have to wait a while, but that's the best Mm -hmm. way to go. If you can say, you know what, I've got two or three models. And then within those two or three models, I'm considering, I got a couple model years on the used side and a couple colors and all. And you know what? I'm not looking in the 10 or 20 mile radius around my house. I'm looking in the one to 300 mile radius around my house. 300 miles, dude, that's going to take like all day to go get the car and back. Yeah. If it takes you they seven make, hours they make trucking to go
0: companies. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, if you have to go retrieve the car yourself with your spouse or your friend and it's a seven hour round trip and you save $3,000, $2,000, uh, work, work the, again, work the deal and work, work the thing. What, What's yeah. your pay rate for a $3,000 savings at seven hours of travel time to go get the car. You're doing okay. Yeah so exactly. flexibility is your friend don't assume i got to go buy this car at the closest dealer and that's all that's my only choice no it is I not. is
0: flown, i've flown to california and brought vehicles back colorado florida uh, chicago and i live in buffalo so i'm not afraid to, to get I, I bought my last vehicle my last new vehicle i bought it uh out of maryland so you know what it was worth it the savings were dramatic and i got a trip home so i you really get to learn the car
2: exactly yep. Well, Carl, thank you for your column and your knowledge, and uh, you, also your experience. Same with you, Lauren. And I hope to again. Like I don't know we've been seeing this, uh, we've been been saying this for a year now. Like I hope that we are together sometime soon. <laughs> yeah, really.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's been too all long. Right. Well, we've almost been. I think I uh, will see each other. Almost, next October. yeah. <laughs> okay. October a year ago, we yeah. saw yeah. we're all together. So we'll yeah, again. That's,
2: we'll
0: that, yeah. For the next. Say, October,
2: Yeah, we're going to celebrate the first year anniversary of the podcast there. I (laughs) promise that. We'll be there. (laughs) The beginning of season three, right? Exactly. Well, thank you, Carl. Thank you, Lauren. And uh, I hope that this is very useful for the audience. And uh, again, save some money, be smart, do your homework, and uh, don't get beat by the dealerships.
1: (laughs) And have a great Labor Day weekend, everyone.
0: Yes, be safe. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. For more, check us out online at TotalCarscore.com.